I accepted before I had ever stepped foot on the campus. I had never toured Carolina, so it was sort of like a leap of faith type deal, but that's sort of how I live my life, and I have absolutely loved my four years here, and it's one of the best decisions I've ever made. That was Gabrielle James, a Covenant Scholar here at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. She's majoring in political science and American Indian Indigenous Studies and minoring in social and economic justice. Welcome to Well Said, Carolina's official storytelling podcast. November is American Indian Heritage Month. On this week's episode, Gabrielle will tell us about her experiences at Carolina as president of the Carolina Indian Circle. It's a student group created by Native American students to build a support network for members from a wide variety of tribes to share their culture with the rest of campus. Gabrielle will also share with us how the members of the group will use this month to showcase and celebrate their heritage. It's very important for us to have an American Indian Heritage Month. You know, we still exist as something to be celebrated because that wasn't the mission of the people that colonized the country. So I think that we should be uplifted, especially when you think about the disparities that American Indian people face, when you think about having the highest rates of sexual assault, having the highest rates of suicide, having the highest rates of police brutality. These are all issues that people aren't talking about, and American Indian Heritage Month can be instrumental in starting these conversations, um, starting with the fact that we actually are living, <laughs> we exist, <laughs> we're not your Cherokee grandma, we're like living present. <laughs> And it's important to celebrate on this campus in particular. UNC actually has been, in its history, instrumental for American Indian people. The first American Indian man to attend UNC, an American Indian person in general, um, Henry Owl, was a Cherokee person. And he came here for his master's in history. And then he went to go vote. And he was told he couldn't vote on the grounds that he was illiterate. And so you have somebody with a master's degree being told, they're illiterate. And so he used his master's degree and went on for his PhD and wrote his dissertation, basically arguing that Cherokee people were literate. And that went all the way to the Supreme Court. And that's what helped the Cherokee get their right to vote. So UNC has been instrumental in American Indian history in a, a subversive way since the beginning, you know, 40 odd years ago when there was 10 Native students at UNC and CIC was first founded. We, we've been paving the way ever since you have the first ever American Indian sorority or Greek org in general founded here at UNC. So just the history of American Indians coming to UNC and using this opportunity to create new pathways and new opportunities for our brethren, UNC has a history of that. And I think it's important for them to recognize and continue to support that. To celebrate their heritage and their role in Carolina's history, the Carolina Indian Circle has several events throughout the month of November. So we're doing a kickoff event in the art gallery. Um, so we're going to have like pictures from the communities in, in North Carolina, but also from on campus. So like pictures from our powwows and things like that. All of these events are open to everyone. Anybody can come. You don't have to be Native. You don't have to have a friend that's Native. You know, it's open to the public. But our beading workshop is really popular. We teach you how to do beadwork, which is basically like, like the fancy earrings that you might see some Native students wearing on campus. Um, and it's really fun and it's really easy. Well, I won't say it's really easy. Some people still struggle. Um, but it's okay if you struggle. It's not meant to be perfect. And then going on from that, we have a fry bread sale. 
So we're going to be in the pit selling fry bread to people, which is just like a native like thing. You put honey and powdered sugar on it. It's really good. And then following that, we're going to have a movie showing of the Dakota 38 plus two. And then on the 29th, and we will be ending everything with the culture show, which will be from 6 to 10. 6 to 10, and we'll have Fuller's Barbecue Catering. It'll be in the Great Hall, and it'll be really awesome. We're inviting people from the community and on campus to come and perform. Last year, we had about 100 people, and this year we're expecting to double that attendance. These events throughout American Indian Heritage Month are crucial for the Carolina Indian Circle. They're super important in that they for one, our opportunity for us to come together and celebrate who we are, which is, I think, a really great thing because I think, you know, it helps build self-confidence and a belief that I am an American Indian person at an institution of higher education, which, you know, is really not that common. And it's amazing that UNC's demographics actually reflect that of the state and the country because a lot of institutions have like one native student Um, so celebrating ourselves and celebrating that we're here and then outside of that being an instrument of education to the broader campus and North Carolina community Um, so I think the events are super important for CIC also like it's really great for publicity for people to get like interested in participating in other events that we host and things like that. These other events are focused both on supporting the Native community here at Carolina and reaching out to others as well. So the Carolina Indian Circle really does a lot of things, but I like to tell people after my three years serving on exec that I think our main focus and goal is to providing a home for Native students at UNC. I think that's our ultimate goal, and and through that we do efforts to raise campus and community awareness about Native issues, and that facilitates creating a UNC that is a safer and more comfortable space for American Indian students. So we really try and do like a, a even mix of like just CIC things and, and really just coming together with students that have very like-minded experiences. And CIC is for allies as well, so we do have our allies in those spaces that are non-Indian. It's really just we come together and we fellowship and then we also educate the broader campus community. Then I would like to even think like not just on campus, but off campus as well with our powwow. A lot of people come from the Orange County community to our powwow, which is really such a privilege. Gabrielle heard about the Carolina Indian Circle before she even enrolled at Carolina. So I first heard about it my senior year of high school. Um, the Carolina Indian Circle actually made a trek down to Robinson County, um, and they were in our Indian Education Building, and they held like a little event for students that had applied to Carolina to sort of introduce themselves to us. And that was before I knew whether or not I had got in. So I knew the people before I even stepped foot on USC's campus, and so I was a member right away. Being involved with the club since her first year, Gabrielle feels that the group has really helped her thrive at Carolina. I would say that it's really helped me because, unfortunately, not a lot of people know about American Indian people. So I went from being a small town girl. I mean, Chapel Hill is a small town now to me, but like... Y'all got to understand, when I was coming from Pembroke, I thought Chapel Hill was like this huge city. I was, it was huge misperception. So when I came here, I was so used to always being surrounded by Indian people because my high school and all of my primary education was majority American Indian, majority Lumbee. And so I come here where some people had never 
met an American Indian person before and the fact that North Carolina has the eighth largest American Indian population in the country, like who would ever really know that because that's not taught in school. So I, I to a certain extent, I don't blame people. After three years serving the club as president or vice president, she hopes to leave her mark. I hope to leave a legacy of standing up for ourselves because I think that a lot of times American Indian students and in that space, CIC, sometimes we can get forgotten because we are such a small population. But now I think our voice is louder than ever and people hear us and see us even with our small numbers. So keeping that momentum of being visible and keeping that momentum of being inclusive and letting all tribes and all degrees of people that are, are involved in their culture, whether they were never involved at all, whether they're at Powell's every weekend, and then including, like, continuing to be a great space for allies because that's what we need. We need people that want to learn and want to help advocate for us. So definitely being an inclusive space and being vocal. As a senior, she reflects back on that leap of faith that brought her to Carolina years ago. I've thoroughly enjoyed my experience at Carolina. I feel like I've really made friends and met people that, you know, really will continue on with me for a lifetime. I feel like I've learned more about myself and learned more about, like, my identity as American Indian woman. This has just been an amazing opportunity, like, in general. Um, and I'm very appreciative of, like, having been let in and, like, coming here and the professors that have just truly impacted my life. What has surprised me the most about myself is how loud my mouth is. <laughs> so I, I think that I knew that I was a talker in my primary education, um, but I think I really became a spokesperson. When I got to college, I really stepped up. And I feel like that's like self-aggrandizing. I stepped up as a leader, but I really like to think of myself as that I try and be a leader, especially for the underclassmen, specifically the Native students, and how to carry ourselves with you know, with respect for ourselves and our community in a space that wasn't necessarily created for us. So I learned that I could be very loud and outspoken. And then I think I also really just found out how important being Indian was to me because growing up in Robinson County, when you're surrounded by everybody that looks like you, you don't really think about your own racial identity or your own culture very much because your culture is everywhere. And so I think coming to UNC where I was in the minority, I, I really refocused myself and was like, wow, being a Lumbee woman is very important to me and it's like integral to who I am and I really want to help make my community a better place. And I think that's really been a lot of self-growth, I think. After Carolina, Gabrielle intends to use the voice she's grown and developed here to help others. So I actually took the LSAT in September, so I'm hopefully going to law school. I am going to go to a law school. I'm working on my applications now, so we'll see where that takes me. But law is definitely in my future, but what kind of law, I really don't know. I want to help people in North Carolina. I'd like, like to help Indian people, but really I'm just passionate about North Carolina in general and seeing like our state improve. And I think politics and law are a really great avenue for that. For a list of all the events happening at Carolina for American Indian Heritage Month, please go to unc.live slash AIHM. That's AIHM, and they're all lowercase. If you have an idea for Well Said, or would like to just let us know what you think of the show, please send us an email at wellsaid at unc.edu, or send us a tweet at unc. Thanks for listening to this episode of Well Said. See you next week.